The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the EDM podcast number 116. This week we discuss a strange event in Grammy history, review Gorgon City's new EP, and we induct King Brit into our EDM Hall of Fame. This podcast is a weekly wrap-up of EDM news and some reviews. Plus, we started our own EDM Hall of Fame because, honestly, why not? And we go over Thump Magazine's greatest EDM songs of all time, from number 101 all the way down to number one. Before we get into it, as always, let's get the business out of the way. The music for this podcast was written and produced by songwriter and producer Hey Joe C. You can find the full versions of her songs that are played here along with the rest of her music on her SoundCloud. We also did a four-part podcast series where we went through all of her music track by track. You can check out those podcasts. They're called The Evolution of Hey Joe C. Just search for them in the listings for this podcast. Hey Josie is also a model and has an Instagram and a Patreon, so just click her links to all of her other projects that are found in this podcast show notes. On to the news of the week, which there really wasn't a lot because the musicians are all winding down for the holiday season now, that being the last few weeks of the year. But there were a couple of things, especially when it comes to 2021. For starters, as always, we have to have a little COVID news. So, an art and music festival held in mid-November in Tulum, Mexico, has been blamed for a surge in COVID-19 cases in New York City as people went down to that festival and brought the disease back with them. The British government has warned that music festivals may not happen in 2021 unless the festival's insurance is underwritten because of COVID-19. The vaccinations, though, have begun in Great Britain as of this past week. The British government also announced that as of now, DJs and other performing artists can travel to Great Britain and not be quarantined provided they test negative and are traveling into Great Britain for business. 
No word on whether the Brexit situation will affect that or what kind of paperwork you're going to need once Brexit kicks in. By the way, Brexit kicks in in less than three weeks on January 1st, as a matter of fact. Getting back to the surge in COVID-19 cases in New York being blamed on an art and music festival in Mexico, this just underscores, I think, the fact that seeing as how people that are coming into the United States get tested once they get into the United States, And these people didn't drive in. They flew in. They're supposed to be tested at the airport, at least. Um, Something definitely went awry here. So perhaps those testing procedures aren't doing as great as what people make them out to be. Sort of giving you a false sense of security when, in fact, there really isn't any. Just saying. Moving on. The Swiss nightclub MAD, M-A-D, which closed due to COVID restrictions, has reopened, but it is now a blood donor center, which I think is a great idea. The British Mobo Awards, which celebrate music of black origin, were handed out this past week. The winners were, for Best Male Act, Hetty One, Best Female Act, Mahalia, Album of the Year was Nine's Crabs in a Bucket, Song of the Year was Young T and Buzz and uh, Bugsy featuring Hetty One, Don't Rush. Best Newcomer was Aich. Video of the Year was NSG's Lupita. Best R&B Soul Act was Mahalia. Best Hip Hop Act was Nines. Best Grime Act was JME. Best International Act was Burna Boy. Best Performance in a TV Show or Film was Michelle or Michael Ward as Marco in Blue Story. Best Media Personality was Chunks. Best Album was LMA's LMA. Best African Act was Wizkid. Best Reggae Act was Buju Bantan. Best Gospel Act was Called Out Music. Best Jazz Act was Ego Ella May. Best Producer, J5. An Inspiration Award went to Steve McQueen. The end of the year DJ live streams are starting to come together. Tomorrowland has announced their lineup and start times for their live stream, which costs 20 euros. You can go to their webpage to purchase the tickets to that event. Meanwhile, Beatport and Absolute announced their lineup for their virtual party. You can actually watch it for free on DJ Mag's Facebook page. Rockstar Games announced that their game Grand Theft Auto will have a nightclub in it called The Music Locker, which will have residencies from Moody Man, Kind Music, and Palms Tracks. The club is open as of right now in the video game. The BPM Festival announced that it will be held in Costa Rica on March 3rd through the 7th of 2021, Florence, Italy's Decibel Open Air Festival announced that it will take place next September. New Order will play a show in Manchester, England next September 10th. Also in Manchester, the Park Life Festival announced that their festival will also be held next September. 
It would seem that a lot of these festivals are actually banking on the fact that business will get back to normal in the fall of next year or at the very least late summer. I would say that's probably a good bet. The Ivers Academy and the Musicians Union have put out a report that says that 82% of all musicians made less than 200 British pounds this past year in streaming revenue. For those of you who think that you can make a ton of money off of streaming alone. There was one passing to pass along for this past week. Rest in peace to Harold Budd. Harold was an ambient composer pioneer who worked with the Cocteau Twins and Brian Eno. Harold's cause of death was not announced. Harold Budd was 84 years old. For the next few weeks, we're going to do some history lessons about the Grammy Awards history with dance music, which has been, to be nice about it, interesting sometimes. See, the Grammys, or the Grannies, as I sometimes like to refer to them as, are a lot like your grandparents. You love them. You know they mean well. But when it comes to teaching them anything about computers or music, it's pretty much a lost cause. They'll tell you that they don't like today's stuff and that back in their day, things were simpler. In the Grammys case, that means picking nominees and winners that have everyone scratching their heads. For instance, the band Jethro Tull won the first heavy metal Grammy over presumptive heavy favorite Metallica. Jethro Tull is about as heavy metal as Drake is, for the record. Plus, their main instrument is a flute, which is metal, but it ain't heavy. Yet, they beat out Metallica, mainly because the Grammy voters honestly had no clue what heavy metal was, and since they only knew the band Jethro Tull, they voted for them. Dance music a category the Grammy voters still don't know much about, apparently had a similar issue. This one involved Grammy nominee Al Walser. Who? Exactly. And that's why this requires an explanation. See, Al Walser was a radio DJ turned EDM DJ who joined Eurodance group Fun Factory, them you might have heard of, especially if you were into music way back in the day, as they like to say, before EDM was called EDM. He released his debut solo album, Heartbreaker, in 2008. He's won an award for a music video, and he's also written a book called Musicians Make It Big, and Insider reveals the secret path to break in today's music industry. He owns a record label called Cut the Bull Entertainment, and he's gone back into radio, producing a radio show called the U.S. Top 20 Show. So, 
now that you know who he is, here's what happened. In 1998, the Grammys saw fit to finally have a Best Dance Recording category. In 2013, the nominees for that category were Avicii's Levels, Calvin Harris and Nero's Let's Go, Swedish House Mafia's Don't You Worry Child, and the eventual winner, Skrillex and Syrah's Bangarang. All of those, by the way, are now, of course, considered EDM classics. There was one other song, though, that was nominated. It was Al Walser's song, I Can't Live Without You. Now, if you're confused as to how this song was nominated, you are not the only one, my friend. Nobody knew who this guy was. His Facebook page at the time had less than 2,000 fans on it. Zed said that he listened to the song and said that it sounded like Al took the song from Zed's song, Spectrum. The sound quality wasn't great, and music video was about as low-budget looking as a video on my old Samsung 6 cell phone. Yet, this guy managed to get nominated with all of these heavyweight EDM producers. When people called foul on the whole thing, Al defended himself on Fuse TV, back when there was Fuse TV, saying, quote, Some people pay money under the table or exchange sexual favors, and I came in clean. End quote. He's right. Okay, maybe not about the sexual favors or paying under the table, although I certainly wouldn't put it past anybody, knowing a few people that I know. Anywho, no, see... Al's right about the fact that he did it clean. Here is how he got the nomination. Either through his stint in Fun Factory or as a solo artist, Al became a member of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, better known as the guys who put on the Grammys and give out the awards. What that did was it gave him access to all of the Grammy voters. The Grammy voters had, and still might have actually, a private networking site called Grammy 365. It is strictly for the voting members. Need a password to get in. Al got the list of the voters and sent out 7,000 emails to the voters talking up his song. No, not 7,000 emails to each other. That would get you bounced out of there in a heartbeat. You get the idea, though. Some way, somehow, Al convinced enough of these voters that his song was worthy of a nomination. And that is how Al Walser received a nomination for a Best Dance Recording Grammy in 2013. In short, he worked the system. Brilliant. Now, You can hate on him and say that he cheated. You can say that the Grammy voters don't know much about dance music. Otherwise, how could a guy who no one outside of his 2,000 Facebook fans really know, how did he end up going up against Avicii's levels and the rest of those brilliant songs? I would simply say that he thought outside the box and he used the rules to his advantage. 
I would also say that you may want to pick up his book about making it in the music business because apparently <laughs> the guy's pretty good at it. We'll do more stories about the history of dance music and the Grammy Awards as the weeks go on because the Grammy Award nominations have been announced and the Grammys will be given out next month on CBS TV and also the CBS All Access app. All five albums and EPs this week that are up for review are must-owned. First, Gorgon City have their new EP out on Realm Records called, appropriately enough, Realm. These four house songs have really great production and aren't boring at all. This EP is worth putting some money down for. From Knee Deep in Sound Record comes... Hot since 82's new album. Recovery has 13 house tracks that have contributions from Liz Cass, Boy George. Yes, that Boy George. Rudimental, Ed Graves, Miss Kitten, and Temple. As a Star Wars fan, Take Me to Naboo is a special favorite. From Armada Music comes the year-end album, a State of Trance Year Mix 2020 DJ Mix by the Trance Master himself, Armin Van Buren. This DJ Mix is different from his usual one. This one actually only has short clips of all 105 of the songs by artists such as Armin, Gareth, Emery, Above and Beyond, Three Lau, and tons more, as opposed to his normal releases that he puts out for A State of Trance, which give you the entire song. These clips only last maybe a minute to a minute and a half tops before he goes into the next song. It is, however, a great party mix, and at the price of only $14 U.S., that definitely makes it a must-own. Forrester released a 13-song electronic album on Sony Music called A Range of Light. Now, I know what you're thinking. Electronic music is boring. Well, this one isn't. See, this is not the usual ambient style of electronic music. It's actually light trance that's categorized as electronic for some unknown reason, truth be told. Madeline and Kessie make contributions on this album as well. It is actually a very danceable album that gets my highest recommendation. And last but certainly not least, Timmy Trumpet is back with a banger of an album. Mad World is the latest collection of dance tracks that's been released by Spinning Records. There's tons of contributions made on this 18-track album by artists such as New World Sound, Rehab, Keela, Just Juice, Pollyanna, and tons more. This one is an absolutely spell 
spinningly great album. Back in 2003, a Dance Music Hall of Fame was formed. It was started by John Parker of Robbins Entertainment. He enlisted the help of a few other industry vets, and they held an annual dinner in New York City. They split the hall into artists, records, producers, DJs, remixers, and non-performers. They started off okay with a bunch of disco artists, but the hall only lasted for two years before they stopped inducting people. Well, yours truly is bringing it back. Sort of. I am starting my own dance music hall of fame, only I'm expanding the idea. This hall will be known as the EDM Hall of Fame. My criteria will be for any inductee as follows. First, it's anybody who's been in the EDM business for at least 10 years. That means vocalists, DJs, producers, remixes or remixers, and record labels. It also means that your more popular guys from the 2010s like the Chainsmokers will not be eligible for a while got to be around at least 10 years in order for me to consider you for a Hall of Fame. Second, we'll concentrate on what people know as EDM today. Trance, house, trip-hop, dubstep, etc. However, we're also going to induct artists who were either part of what was considered EDM in the 1980s and 90s, i.e. techno, synth-pop, Eurodance, certain dance and R&B, New Jack Swing, freestyle, big beat, or who influenced EDM, genres such as disco and funk back in the 1970s. We're also going to induct albums, songs, and technology that were important to EDM and had an impact on EDM. This is, of course, my Hall of Fame and not an official one, so my opinion is strictly mine. It would be nice, though, if someone finally did do an actual dance music Hall of Fame and put it somewhere, anywhere, Europe, New York, doesn't matter, just do one finally. King Brit is a product of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a city known for the Philly soul sound musically and not necessarily for dance music. The city should be known for dance as well, and King Brit actually has a lot to do with that. Just a year out of high school in 1987, King started working as a buyer in the famed record store chain Tower Records. There, due to his knowledge of dance music, he became one of the chain's go-to buyers. In short, if you wanted to break a dance record in a big, influential record store chain, 
which were very influential at the time, then you went to see King Brit. As for his own DJ career, he started doing residencies in Silk City and Revival in Philadelphia and helped to influence the party scene there. Then he started touring with pop, R&B, and hip-hop acts of the day like Charday and Diggable Planets. He also started his own record label, Ovum Records, with his partner Josh Wink and put out his own influential albums. He may not have started out in the Chicago, New York, or Detroit music scenes, but King Brit influenced the dance music scene everywhere in many different ways. For influencing dance music in ways both seen and unseen, we induct King Brit into our EDM Hall of Fame. Back in July of 2017, Thump Magazine, which is part of Noisy and Vice, made a Top 101 Best EDM Songs of All Time list. I'm not sure how this list came together, but it looks like it was put together by the writing staff. As such, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to disagree with the list, including myself on occasions. The singer known these days as Dev was signed to an indie record label after a video of her singing an Amy Winehouse song was spotted on MySpace. Remember that social network? Boy, that was so last two decades ago. That same indie record label also had the production group The Cataracts. The Cataracts started using Dev on some of their work, including their single Tonight, which became a small hit. In early 2010, the Cataracts were working with the group Far East Movement at the time on the song Like a G6. They used Dev on the vocals for that track. That track, by the way, went top five in America on the pop charts, giving Far East Movement a very popular album and Dev a lot more exposure. Later in 2010, Dev and the Cataracts started working on her debut album. On November 16, 2010, she released her first single, Bass Down Low. The song was originally slated to be a Cataracts song with Dev guest starring. The group decided that the song should be strictly Dev's given her voice and because the playful electro-pop sound was a good follow-up to Like a G6. The song wasn't a huge hit in America, but it was a big hit in Canada, Great Britain, and a few other countries. After that, Dev had some other hits, and not only is she still recording and putting out songs, she's added radio hosts to her resume as a host on Beats One on Apple Music. Dev's Ode to Debauchery Bass Down Low Thump's 88th Greatest EDM Song 
of all time. Time to check out the charts this week, starting out with Billboard, which really hasn't changed that much. Top dance song and top digital sales song on dance is Surf Mesa and Emily's ILY. Top dance album, Lady Gaga's Chromatica. Top dance streaming song is St. John's Roses Imanbeck remix. Top dance mix show airplay song is Sagala and James Arthur's Lasting Lover. And until further notice, the top dance club song is Diana Ross's Love Hangover 2020, which will continue to be the top dance club song until probably next summer. Probably. We'll see. On the Apple Charts, top dance album is Armin Van Buren's A State of Trance Year Mix 2020 DJ Mix. Meanwhile, top dance single is Tiesto's The Business. Top electronic album is Alanis Morissette's Such Pretty Forks in the Mix, which is her electronic remix album of Such Pretty Forks in the Road. Top electronic single is Burial Fortet and Tom York's Her Revolution, His Rope. On the Beatport charts, top overall song is the top overall song for another week in a row. Late replies, Hold Up, Original Mix. Top Afro House is Pablo Fierro's Reincarnation Original Mix. Top Bass House is Dr. Fresh and Martin Horger's Take a Step Back Original Mix. Top Big Room is David Guetta, Morton, and Love Speaks Save My Life Extended Mix. Top Breaks is Rowetta and Salardo's Enough Extended Mix. Top Dance Electro Pop is Diplo and Sonny Fedora's, or yeah, Fedora's, I should say, Turn Back Time Extended Mix. I always say it's Fedora, but it's Federa. Top Deep House is Groove with Cloud Extended Mix. Top DJ Tools is Croatia Squad, the Vibe Acapella Tool, 126 beats per minute. Top Drum and Bass is Break SPMC and Workforce with Overnight Express Break Remix. Top Dubstep is Murata's Avoidable Cause Original Mix. Top Classic Detroit Modern Electro, that's a brand new chart. Its first number one is Mariel Ito's Syntex 49 Original Mix. Meanwhile, Top Electro House is Kirby's Move Brawl Stars Anthem Original Mix. Top Electronica is Biceps Apricots Original Mix. Top Funkin or Funky Groove Jack and House is Mark Palacios and DJ Coney's I Will Survive Original Mix. Top Future House is Side Piece Together Extended Mix. Top Garage Baseline and Grime is Sosa UK's Your Love Extended Mix. 
top hard dance and hardcore is D-Block, Stefan, Let the Music Play, D-Block and Stefan Remix, Extended Mix. Top hard techno is Alignment, Sensory Deprivation, Original Mix. Top house is Vintage Culture and Elise Legros with It Is What It Is, Club Mix. Top indie dance is Maceo Plex, Cinemax, Original Mix. Top left field bass is Kamarian's Want It, Original Mix. Top left field house and techno is Radio Slave, Stay Out All Night, Original Mix. Top melodic house and techno is And Me, West Bam, and Richard Butler, You Need the Drugs, the And Me Remix. Top minimal deep tech is Jaden Thompson, Closer, Original Mix. Top new disco disco is Disco Junkie, I Like to Party, Original Mix. Top organic house and down tempo is Tim Green, Seed Parade, Original Mix. Top Progressive House is Jamie Stevens and Buddha Kids, Vigilant Original Mix. Top Psytrance is No Face with One with Eternity Original Mix. Top Reggae Dancehall and Dub is Richie Loop, DJ Moyes, and Batuk Native Drilla Original Mix. Top Tech House is Late Replies, Hold Up Original Mix. Top peak time driving hard techno is Joy Hausa and Push Strange World, the Joy Hauser remix. Top raw deep hypnotic techno is Kai Von Dongen with Weekend Jam Volume 2 or Version 2, I should say. Top trance is the late great Io with Castles in the Sky extended mix. And the top trap hip-hop R&B is DJ Fix Drop Top Original Mix. And that is it for the EDM podcast number 116. For more music podcasts, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, HubHopper, OnlyFans, and Patreon, all under Music history today you can find us on our website at www.cjbtproductions.com our email address is musichistorytoday at gmail.com we are on instagram and twitter at cjbt productions our facebook page is music history today Also, our SoundCloud is Music History Today, and you can find us on YouTube by searching Music History Today. This has been a CJBT Productions podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening.